Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger. I learn how to be an overcomer. God's will is that we not be overcome, but that we are overcomers. That we, uh, you know, there there are going to be challenges and issues in life just simply because of the curse and all the problems that are down here, but the scripture says that he always causes us to triumph. If we will trust him and not quit, we can win and win and win and win and win until we breathe our last and have the big win and get get out of here uh, on the total victory. So get your Bible and, and something to make a note with. Come on into the class with us. And let's pray and and believe for exactly what we should receive today. Father, we thank you so much for your graciousness and goodness. Thank you for all you've already given us. And uh, we ask that you would remind us of anything we need to see, reveal to us anything we haven't yet seen, and uh, show us the the path, uh, your path for us, and the light that illumines us and the life and strength that enables us. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for answers and help. Amen. Would you look please in in our great textbook, the Bible, to Matthew 9 again, studying uh, the individual healing accounts in the ministry of Jesus in our series that we're calling Faith for Healing. We've already studied uh, the first healing of the leper and a couple of weeks ago, and then we studied number two, the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. Now we're on to number three, the healing of the paralyzed man. And it's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So let's read them. Matthew 9 and verse 1 says, He, Jesus, entered into a ship and passed over and came to his own city. And behold, there brought to him a man sick of the palsy. He was paralyzed, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, everybody say it out loud, he saw their faith. faith. Now, it didn't just say he saw his faith, he saw their faith, referring to what? The man and the four that brought him. Now, you know, you can't receive for another adult person. Now, if it's your young child then you can receive for them just like you receive for yourself. But when it comes to adult people, you can't just receive for them, but you can help them get to where they need to be. You can believe with them to get to where they need to be, to see what they need to see, hear what they need to hear. In the end, it's still their choice to receive Uh, What I'm saying is we can't just receive for each other, but we can sure help each other get to a place of receiving, which is what, that's what faith school is about. That's what we're doing right now. So uh, he saw their faith, all five of them. 
And he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins be forgiven you. We'll talk about that more later, but you know, I'm sure uh, they came for a healing. (laughs) And he's talking to them about forgiveness. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. Now they didn't say it out loud. They said it within themselves. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Whether is easier, which one's easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins or authority to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up your bed and go into your house. And he arose. Somebody say, praise God. The man got up, paralyzed man got up and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such authority, such power and authority to men. Go to Mark's account, Mark chapter 2, Mark 2 and 1. Again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. They come to him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come near to him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, everybody say he saw their faith. When he saw their faith, he said to the sickle of a palsy, Son, your sins be forgiven you. Does it take faith to receive forgiveness? Absolutely. And does it take faith to receive healing? Yes. And are they, are they radically different? Receiving one versus receiving the other. Jesus said, which one's easier? Right? What's he saying? They are very similar and they are actually uh, made available through the same work and they are received the same way. And uh, when he said that, um, which one's easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power or authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go your way to your house. And we saw this in our last study of the healing of uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Virtually every one of these, Jesus made some kind of faith command. Some kind of exercise of authority. He said something or he told the person to do something. In the case of Peter's mother-in-law, he told the fever to get out and leave. And so we're also told that the works he did, we're to do. And so we're not to neglect uh, using our words and speaking and saying things. If you've got a body part that's not working right, speak to that body part. If there's some kind of disease or something in your body that shouldn't be there, speak to it, rebuke it, command it to get out of there. 
Right? The reason I say it is because most church-going people don't think that way. But it's how Jesus operated, and it's how he taught us to operate. And he said, Arise, take up your bed, go your way to your house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. And in Luke, look in Luke 5. Can you see why we take the time to read each one of them? Because one will say something the other didn't say. and It doesn't contradict. It just gives you an additional piece that the other one didn't include. You get a fuller picture. Luke 5, verse 17. It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. So... These are, I don't know what, half a dozen towns uh, and people, you know, ministers from all of these places. So there's a bunch of preachers there. Well, it told you that the, the house was jam-packed and you couldn't even get to the door because people out in the front yard and there's a crowd. And uh, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Oh, thank God. Now, you know, I'm pretty sure they didn't realize that. These doctors of the law and Pharisees. Because if they had, they would have had a different attitude. Don't you think? If they had, the, the, the guys that in a few moments are going to be saying, who does he think he is? How dare he say that? He's blaspheming, talking about forgiving sin. It, they couldn't be aware that the love of God and the healing power of God was sitting right on top of them in the house there ready to minister to them and, and cause their pains to go away and fix what's been bothering them and restore what's been damaged or hurt in them. They couldn't have been. And isn't that just the truth around the whole world you got people blaspheming God all the time and have no idea that he's ready to save them. Is that right? The, the gospel is going out and the power of God is there to forgive, to cleanse, to heal, to restore, to give peace, to give joy. And you got people just cursing and ranting and raving and railing against God. And it, it's a sad picture. If they only realized, right? What could be theirs? How radically their life could be changed in a moment. How good it could be so quickly. But it's about what kind of heart you got and whether you choose to believe and receive or whether you choose to doubt and push back and reject. So uh, the power was there even though they weren't receiving it. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. Like we said, they, Jesus said, seek and you shall find. So what are they doing? Sought means they, they, sought means they seeked, if you will. They were looking for it, we'd say. They kept looking till they found it. And the scripture said... Um, 
when they couldn't find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop, led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, we see that the Spirit of God saw to it that in every one, Matthew, Mark, and, and Luke recorded, you know, a little bit different uh, way they said it, but the Spirit of God saw that every one of them included this phrase, yes, right? Yes, Jesus did what? He saw their faith. He saw their faith. And so there are people that will try to say, well, yeah, but you know, yeah, the paralyzed man was healed, but that's Jesus. And you know, Jesus, the Son of God, he can do things like that. But that, you know, that's, you're not, and they're not. Well, Jesus didn't say, I'm the Son of God. I've made you whole. He told people, your faith, didn't he? Made you whole. He emphasized the faith. And if it would just been his power, then we see the power was there to heal them. If it was just the power, all of them would have been healed. And yet there was somebody that came in from the outside that had something Jesus could see. Somebody say he saw their faith. faith. What did he see? He saw a determination that was based on a persuasion that produced an expectation. Hallelujah. You could preach in there. He he saw something. Well, the Bible said, "When, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith in the earth? That, that lets you know, faith is not everywhere. Faith is a rare, precious thing. And you can see it, see it, in the lack of action. There's a lot of people today, they, they won't even get up and go try to find a job. They won't even make any effort to try to do anything. Why? Well, there's no reason. It does no good. The problem is not that God can't get you a job. His problem is you don't even have enough faith to look. Come on, can you see that? You've got to have enough persuasion. Well, it won't do any good to watch that faith school, you know. I don't know anybody that's been healed. Well, you've been running in the wrong circles. Because we know plenty of people that's received healing, right? And if you won't even take the, what, 20 minutes to come in here and feed on some word, it's because you, you're not persuaded of anything. You, you, if you make no effort, if you won't even try, if you won't even look, it's because you have no faith. But the stronger your faith gets, you become persuaded it is God's will. I can get it. I can find it. I can have it. And when you run across a few obstacles, you don't quit. You say, well, I don't change the will of God, right? And if it takes you longer than a month or two, well, I don't change anything, right? Seek and you shall find If you can't get in the front door, you don't give up. If you can't get in close to the house, you don't give up. God showed showed them another way. Ain't nobody on top of the house. (laughs) Right? Not a soul up there. (laughs) So that was their way in. And the man walked out of there, healed from paralysis. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. And yet, like we said, there had to be Hundreds and hundreds of people in those surrounding areas, similar case to him. 
you know, sick, homebound, bedfast. Why didn't all of them try to show up? Because they weren't persuaded it was worth their effort. Ain't no point in me getting up, getting ready, letting them drag me all over town. Why? Even though they don't say it, what, what are they implying? It won't do any good anyway. Nothing's going to happen anyway. That just means there's zero faith. It doesn't prove God's will or God's ability. Notice with me in, in Acts 14, you see the same kind of thing happening after Jesus' resurrection, continuing in the church. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say he saw their faith. In Acts 14 and verse 7, it says that Paul and his company, they went down to this certain area. Said verse 7, when they came, Acts 14, 7, there they preached the gospel. I mean, this is the same thing Jesus was doing in that house that day, proclaiming the good news. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. So this is a similar situation in that this man, part of his body doesn't work. Now in this case, it wasn't the result of a stroke or accident or whatever, but he was born this way. Something didn't develop in his, uh, his feet, his ankles or whatever. They didn't work. And he's been this way since he was born. The same heard Paul speak. Now, why would the Bible tell us about that he heard him? <laughs> huh? How does faith come? He heard Paul speak, and Paul steadfastly beholding him um, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. That word perceive? That's the same Greek word that's where it says Jesus saw their faith. <laughs> same word. <laughs> so you can say it like this. Paul saw his faith. Now if you just stop right here. Is the man healed? If you stop right here. No, he's not healed. The healing hadn't manifested. There's, there's been no power manifested. But is the power there to heal? It is. Why? Because Paul has been preaching the gospel. Is that right? And the gospel, like he said in Romans 1, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation to everybody that believes. Is there power in the gospel to save, heal, deliver? Yes. But the gospel preached to them, Hebrews said, didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. But here is a man who's hearing the gospel. Now this, this is very significant here. We know this man has faith to be healed. And what did, what did he get it from? Hearing the gospel. Now a lot of people today would not get faith to be healed from hearing what is called the gospel. They'd get faith to be born again. They'd get faith that their sins were forgiven, but not faith to be healed physically. Why? Because only part of the gospel is preached in many places. 
When the full gospel is preached, it always is accompanied by healing. Always. Always. And when you preach what Paul preached, (laughs) then people can get faith to be healed from hearing it, as well as faith to be born again and forgiven. So Paul perceived or he saw that this man had faith to be healed. So what do we need to do? The power is here to heal. Somebody has heard it and believed it. (laughs) And so faith, you got the power to be healed is here. Faith to receive healing is here. And yet we still don't have a healing. Can you see this? Why? Huh? You got, <laughs> is that right? We, we, got to, we got to use the anointing activator. And how did Jesus see their faith? They weren't just staying at home talking about how they believed in healing. Faith without an action is dead. Faith without doing is dead, James says. If you believe something enough, you're going to talk like it. You're going to act like it. You're going to make plans like it. You're going to respond. Come on, can you see that? If it's all empty talk and your actions don't correspond, then that's dead faith, James says, and and it won't produce any results. Living faith acts. Living faith moves. Living faith speaks and proclaims and lays hold and, and responds. So what, what, what's got to happen here? We got the power for people to be healed. Even got a man back here full of faith to be healed. And yet we don't have any healings yet. What do we got to do? Paul, perceiving the man had faith to be healed. How did that happen? He's preaching. There's a crowd. He notices this man back there. He notices him. And the first, every time Paul says, what is the good news? He took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. He carried your pains. By his stripes, you were healed. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me here today. The Spirit of the Lord is on us to set the captives free and recovering of sight to the blind. That's what Jesus preached. I'm quoting direct, Emma, from, from, from Isaiah and from these other places. That's what they preached. And as he's preaching it, this man back there, he's going, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen, Paul. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Paul saw that the man's got faith. He looks back, he says, you, you, me, yeah, you. Get up. Get up, boy. Get up on your feet. <laughs> Come on, what happened? What happened? He said, with a loud voice. That's why I got loud a while ago. L- loud voice. Why? Well, when, you, when you're fully persuaded of this, you don't mealy mouth, you don't play around, you don't mumble around. Amen. Oh, Lord, if you could just notice this. No, no, no. no. The power's here. A miracle's right here. We got, we got a boy back here with faith. Huh? What's it time to do? If we can get somebody, what, what did Jesus do? They tore through the roof. He saw their faith. We got power in the room. Now we got faith in the room. 
Still ain't got a healing. What did Jesus say? Get up. Get up. Take your bed. Get up. This sounds similar, doesn't it? Stand upright on your feet. Why? This is not Jesus. And yet, it is Jesus. Jesus is still doing what he did in his earthly ministry through his body. Oh, come on. Can you see that? Through his church. Does he still have a body today? Does he still have a church today? Then the works that he did should still be going on. Hmm? He said, shall you do also? And greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. And he went on to say, whatever you will require in my name, I'll do it. If you require anything, isn't that what he's doing right here? Get up. Get up. And when the man made the effort to do what he could not do, expecting some, how many times had he tried to make these feet work and these ankles work? He's born this way. How many times has he tried that with no, no success? But today something's different. I said today something different. We got power of God in the house and we got anointing activator. Is that right? And the way it was released was through an action. Faith comes by hearing. But faith must be released through words and through deeds, through actions. The moment he stood up, and he leaped, and he walked, and the place come apart, man. They yelled, they screamed. They actually went too far, and they, they, they gave the credit to Paul, and he had to talk them out of it. But anyway, something happened in the house that day. Hallelujah. This man, just like what happened with Jesus. But people say, yeah, but that was Jesus. Well, this is not Jesus, and yet it is Jesus. No, the Lord is still doing through his church what he did as he walked the earth. He saw their faith and he'll see your faith too. And we're out of time. <laughs> Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. Really enjoyed being with you again this week in faith school. We're getting stirred up and our faith is growing stronger and stronger. Uh, these broadcasts are, are brought to you free of charge because of the faithfulness of all of our partners. I know many of you watching right now are partners and, and so into the, min, the ministry and it makes all this possible. One thing to remember, just like we were talking about mixing things with faith, when you sow your seed, uh, whether it's in church, your tithes and your offerings, or whether it's here or other places, do not just put something in the receptacle. Don't just send it electronically or in the mail. Like we read, mix faith with releasing that seed. When you sow, expect it to effect and accomplish good things with that ministry you're sending it to or the church, and expect, like Luke says, for it to come back to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over. Say it out loud. I give in faith. I receive in faith. I expect it's coming back to me in bountiful harvests. Hallelujah. When you mix faith with it, it releases power. And there's a lot more to come. Be sure and join us next week. 
We're going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.